For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject our spiritual journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. This is part 11 of the series. In the New Testament, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 verse 1, we are told that the people who gathered there were as one. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1 it is written, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. So that's why Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 that we not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, but ultimately come to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Messiah into the unity, the oneness of the faith. So let's summarize the things that we have just covered regarding the counting of the Omer. Number one, an Omer or a sheaf can spiritually represent a person or a group of people. Number two, the journey from leaving Egypt, which is the type of the world and the world system and the values of the world, consists of a time of preparation. This is physically represented in the lives of the children of Israel through the counting of the Omer to meet with the God of Israel, or he's going to give them his teachings and instructions for daily living, called his Torah, at Mount Sinai. And what physically happened to the barley and the Omer has a spiritual meaning and application. So taking from what was physically done to the barley and to the Omer, the spiritual meaning is the barley was beaten. That spiritually represents putting down our pride and being humble before the God of Israel and in living our life for his service and the service of his kingdom. B. The barley was parched in fire. This spiritually represents judgments, trials, refinement, and purification. C. It was tossed to the wind. This spiritually represents removing out of our lives in our understanding unsound doctrine. D. It was made into fine flour. Spiritually, this represents laying down the flesh, the things of the flesh, and growing in spiritual maturity and seeking to live a righteous life. E. It went through 13 sieves. Spiritually, this represents growing up in Messiah, speaking the truth in love, and walking in the unity of the faith with our brethren. So now we come to Mount Sinai. And one of the major things we need to learn regarding what happened at Mount Sinai is that it was Yeshua who gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. In Isaiah chapter 33 verse 22 it is written, For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. So that verse makes four claims of the Lord. He saves us. Well, Yeshua is the one that saves us from our sins. 
He's our judge. Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says we must all stand before the judgment seat of Messiah. He is our king. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, we're told that Yeshua is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So the one that saves us, as we're told in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, that Yeshua will save his people from their sins, is also our judge. He is our king and our lawgiver. In James chapter 4, verse 12, at the beginning of the verse, it says, There is one lawgiver who is able to save. So that one that saves is also the lawgiver. And who is the one that saves? It is Yeshua. So we can see he also gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. Yeshua said to those who believe on him and seek to follow him and his ways, in John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. So when Yeshua said the words, love me and keep my commandments, he was making a hint or a reference back to the chapter in the book of Exodus that speaks of the children of Israel receiving the commandments at Mount Sinai, which was summarized in the form of the Ten Commandments. So in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, it is written, I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And so here's what's said of the one that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, that he shows mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So the very first place in the Bible where we see the phrase, love me and keep my commandments, was at Mount Sinai. And the one that spoke the words, love me and keep my commandments, is the one that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, and the one that spoke to Moses at the burning bush, and the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So we can see here that Yeshua, is making the claim that he gave the Torah at Mount Sinai and you love him by keeping and following his Torah. So given that we examined at the beginning of this teaching, looking at the first word of the Bible in Hebrew, Breshit, wherein the first letter, the Hebrew letter Bet, is enlarged, we explained that the God of Israel wanted to build a house for his son and the way that he was going to have this house is through covenant with the beginning. And who did we explain as the beginning? Israel, Torah, and the Messiah. So, in a way, the purpose of creation was that Yeshua would have a people named Israel who he would enter into covenant with, which is expressed in terms of a marriage relationship or a marriage covenant. And the terms and the conditions of Yeshua marrying his people Israel is that they would keep his Torah. So the purpose of creation is that the Torah was received by Israel as a marriage covenant from the Messiah at Mount Sinai. So the document that states the terms and the conditions of the marriage is called in Hebrew a ketubah. And the Torah is seen as the ketubah in this marriage between Yeshua and the people that he brought out of Egypt. So at Mount Sinai is where Yeshua said, I show mercy to thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Exodus chapter 20 verse 6. So we can see that the grace or the mercy of the God of Israel is shown to those that seek to follow his Torah. His grace and his mercy is not instead of the Torah. In Psalm 103, verses 17 and 18, it is written, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, to such as keep his covenant, to those that remember his commandments, to do them. The Torah is truth. Psalm 119, verse 142, it is written, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah is the truth. In Psalm 119, verse 151, it is written, 
You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. In Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 and 6, it is written, And now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. The Torah of truth was in his mouth. So the Torah is truth, the commandments are truth. The Torah is not only truth, but the Torah is light. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it is written, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Continuing in Psalm 119, verse 130, The entrance of your words gives light. So, in Psalm 119, verse 105, we see that your word is a lamp and a light. But in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the Torah is light. From this, we can see that the Torah and the Word of God are synonymous terms. So, the Torah, or God's Word, is truth, and it is light. Torah is the way that we walk or live our lives in expressing our faith or belief in Yeshua as the Messiah. In Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 it is written, And many people will go and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, that's Mount Zion, to the house of the God of Jacob, that is the temple, and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. So what is the ways of the God of Israel? For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So Torah is the way we walk. Way is the Strong's number 1870 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. It's the Hebrew word derek. And walk is the Strong's number 1980 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it's the Hebrew word halak. Derek, way in Hebrew, means a path, journey, direction, a course of life. Halak, or walk, means to follow, to go after, it's a course of life. So we can see in Hebrew, the words way and walk means a lifestyle, how we live our life. And how are we to live our life? We are to follow the Torah of the lawgiver, the Torah of Yeshua. Following Torah is the way that we should walk, and we are to teach the Torah to others. In Exodus chapter 18, verse 20, it is written, And you shall teach them ordinances and Torah, and you will show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. The Torah is the counsel of the God of Israel. In Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 26, it is written, The Torah shall perish from the priest, and counsel from the ancients. So the Torah is the counsel from the ancients. Keeping the Torah is wisdom and understanding. In First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 7 and verse 12, it is written, And David said to Solomon, Only the Lord give you wisdom and understanding, that you may keep the Torah of the Lord your God. In Psalm 119, verse 34, it is written, Give me understanding, and I will keep your Torah. The Torah is not only wisdom and understanding, but it is the knowledge of God. It is knowing God. Psalm 119, verse 66, it is written, Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed your commandments. In Malachi chapter 2 verse 7 it is written, For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the Torah at his mouth. A wise son follows the Torah of the lawgiver, the Torah of Yeshua. In Proverbs chapter 28 verse 7 it is written, Whoever keeps the Torah is a wise son. The Torah makes wise the simple. Psalm 19 verse 7. The Torah of the Lord is perfect, 
the Hebrew word tamim, whole, complete, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The Torah makes wise the simple in understanding. Following Torah is being spiritually minded, but human beings in their nature are carnally minded. Romans chapter 7 verse 14 it is written, For we know that the Torah is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Romans chapter 8 verses 7 and 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 7. Because the carnal mind is an enemy against God, it is not subject to the Torah of God, neither indeed can it be. Romans chapter 8 verse 6. To be carnally minded, or to think according to our human nature and reasoning, is against how God thinks, is death. But to be spiritually minded, that is to follow the Torah of the lawgiver, or Yeshua, is life, in Hebrew chai, and peace, in Hebrew shalom. The carnal mind does not follow the Torah, and one who doesn't follow the Torah is walking in the flesh. Romans chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. Because the carnal mind, human nature, human logic, human thinking, is an enemy against God, doesn't reason and think according to the mind of God. For it is not subject to the Torah of God, neither indeed can it be. So that they that are in the flesh, who are they that are in the flesh? Those who have a carnal mind, those who don't follow the Torah of God, those that are in the flesh cannot please God. The Torah is the voice of Yahweh, the statutes of Yahweh, and the commandments of Yahweh. Deuteronomy 30 verse 10 it is written, If you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments, his statutes, which are written in the book of the Torah. The Torah is my voice, my charge, my commandments, my statutes. In Genesis chapter 26 verse 5 it is written, Because Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my Torah. Hearing the voice of Yahweh is giving ear to his commandments. Ezekiel chapter 15 verse 26 it is written, and said, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. The sheep of Yeshua hear his voice. That means follows his Torah. John chapter 10 verse 27 it is written, My sheep hear my voice and know them and they follow me. We are to delight in the Torah of the God of Israel. Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 it is written, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the Torah of the Lord. Psalm 112 verse 1 it is written, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. We're to meditate on the words of the Torah. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. The book of the Torah shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. We can see how we are to meditate on the words of the Torah from Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 as it is written. Blessed is the man that walks in the Torah of the Lord and in his Torah does he meditate day and night. Psalm 119 verse 97 it is written. Oh how love I your Torah it is my meditation all the day. Following the Torah is choosing life. Not following the Torah is choosing death. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 10 and verse 19 it is written if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments his statutes which are written in this book of the Torah I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death blessing and cursing choose life 
choose the Torah. The Torah is a tree of life. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 and verse 18. My son, forget not my Torah, but let your heart keep my commandments. So the subject is the Torah or the commandments. And it goes on to say about the Torah or the commandments. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18, she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retains her. Given that the Torah is the tree of life, we are given the tree of life by keeping his commandments. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 13 and verse 14, it is written, Yeshua is speaking and says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, in Hebrew the Aleph and the top, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, or follows his Torah, that they might have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. The Torah is our inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 33, Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 4, it is written, Moses commanded us a Torah, even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. The Torah is the will of the God of Israel. Psalm chapter 40 verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. And that is the new covenant, the Torah written upon our heart by the Holy Spirit. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it is written, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The new covenant is the Torah written upon our hearts. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, it is written, And this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my Torah in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And then in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8 and verse 10, it is written, For finding fault with them in context in the book of Hebrews, he found fault with the Levites. If we go back to Malachi chapter 2, because they had corrupted themselves and were not judging righteously and became a respecter of persons impartial in the judgment of the Torah. So the God of Israel found fault with the Levites, who ended up being the priests after the sin of the golden calf of the Torah that was given at Mount Sinai through their service in the tabernacle, but he also found fault with the hearts of the people because they had stony hearts and wouldn't follow his Torah, which was personified and prophesied through the Torah being written on tablets of stone. So Hebrews goes on to say, for finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. In Hebrew, going back to Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, this could be interpreted and seen as a a renewed covenant with the house of Israel, that is the northern kingdom, and the house of Judah, that is the southern kingdom. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my Torah into their mind and write it in their hearts. So given that the new covenant is the Torah written upon our hearts, do we try to follow that Torah in our own ability, understanding, and interpretation? No. We are to follow his Torah through the help and the inspiration and the guidance of his Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 and 27 it is written, A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. That is in the new covenant. I will put my spirit within you. So what's the purpose of the indwelling Holy Spirit in the new covenant? I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes to keep my judgments and do them or follow my Torah. This is why Paul said in Romans chapter 7 verse 22, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man or the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. We can see given that Paul says I delight in the Torah of God by the inward man, the way we're supposed to follow Yeshua's Torah is through the help and the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and verse 14 it is written, but you are not in the flesh, remember 
remember, Romans 8, 8, those that are in the flesh, Romans 8, 7, are carnally minded and don't follow the Torah. So you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And if so, that the spirit of God dwells in you. For as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So how does the Holy Spirit lead us? The Holy Spirit gives us the power to overcome the sin nature and the desires and the ways of the flesh and the evil thoughts and ways that comes from human nature. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to yield spiritual fruit in our lives. Paul outlined the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 25. The Holy Spirit teaches us how to love Yeshua, follow his Torah, and keep his commandments. John chapter 14 verse 15 and John chapter 16 verse 13. We are to follow Yeshua's Torah with our whole heart. And that's how we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all our soul, all our might, and all our strength. Psalm 119 verse 34, it is written, Give me understanding and I will keep your Torah. Yes, I will observe it with my whole heart. Following the Torah of Yeshua is the way that we love the God of Israel with all of our heart. Joshua chapter 22 verse 5, it is written, But take diligent heed to do the commandment of the Torah, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. And finally, Yeshua's Torah is to be kept forever. Psalm 119 verse 44 it is written, So shall I keep your Torah continually forever and ever. So let's summarize what we've covered in the last part of this teaching. Number one, Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai to the nation of Israel who was called to be his bride because at Mount Sinai Yeshua entered into marriage with his people. The terms and the conditions of that marriage, that is the ketubah, was based upon on loving him and following his Torah. Number two, the Torah is truth, light, and the way that we should walk. Number three, following Torah is understanding, wisdom, and knowledge. Number four, the Torah is the voice of Yeshua, and his sheep will follow his voice. Number five, we are to meditate and delight in the Torah of Yeshua. Number six, Following Torah is choosing life and being spiritually minded. Number seven, the Torah is a tree of life in the will of the God of Israel for our lives. Number eight, the Torah is to be written upon our heart and we are to follow that Torah by the leading and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Number nine, we are to follow Yeshua's Torah with our whole heart and when we do, we will ultimately produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Number ten, Yeshua's Torah is to be kept forever and ever. So, what we've seen in this teaching so far is we're seeing how the physical journey of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and then going to the Promised Land, or specifically Jerusalem or Mount Zion, is a spiritual blueprint or picture of the spiritual walk of all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, particularly those who desire to be his bride. So, in coming out of Egypt, which is a type of the world and the world system, putting the blood of the Lamb upon our doorposts, which spiritually represents our heart, and what the children of Israel historically did by putting 
the literal lamb and the blood of that lamb upon their doorposts spiritually represents what Christians commonly call salvation, where we receive Yeshua into our hearts and our lives, wherein we repent of our sins and we accept and receive his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, wherein we seek to follow him, his ways, pursue a life of holiness, and seek to do his will in our lives so that we can produce fruit for his kingdom and the glory of his kingdom. So the children of Israel were saved by grace through faith. Yeshua saves us by grace through faith. Well, that's going to conclude part 11 of the series on the subject, our spiritual journey from Egypt to the promised land. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.